So hello, I'm Karen Williams and I'm Tourism Development Officer at East Northamptonshire Council and I also manage Destination and Valley. And I'm Ben Mainwaring from So Very Creative in Northampton and we are back for the latest in our series of the Nen Valley Festival podcast. That's right, so today we've got a really exciting episode looking at brand new funding opportunities that's just been opened up for Nen Valley businesses and obviously other businesses in the Semlap area. So we'll be chatting with your team at Semlet to find out more about it. That's right, funding is always a popular topic for businesses, especially right now. So we're going to keep the chat to a minimum, turn this music down and get on with the show. Hey there, Karen. How's it going? Another week, another podcast episode? Yeah, that's right. So we're back again. And this week we're having a chat with, I'm sure a lot of people will be interested in, as I understand it, you've been talking about funding for businesses. Yeah, that's right. I sat down this week with Ruth from Semlep, uh, and they're running a number of interesting projects and schemes right now to support businesses, but in particular, one new fund that's been opened up specifically to support small and medium businesses uh, kind of looking to navigate uh, the post-COVID world at the minute and look to make changes that will enable them to you know, kind of grow and retool what they're doing to uh, to make the most of the next few months. That's brilliant. And for those maybe who haven't come across them before, um, what can you tell us about Semler? Yeah, well, obviously, I spent a lot of time working at Northamptonshire Enterprise Partnership back in the day, uh, who obviously performed a similar role to Semlet before they were wound down. Um, so, yeah, quite got, I've got quite a good understanding of, the, of kind of what the LEPs do locally, and I know you do as well, Karen, obviously. But for those that don't know, it's, it's really kind of a conduit between uh, the public sector and the private sector, really, to facilitate a lot of the infrastructure work that has to go on across the county. So there's 38 of them, I, th- I believe it's 38 now, oh, wow. across the UK, um, each with their own kind of specific geography and Semlet look after Northamptonshire, Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes, Milton Keynes yeah. I think is the third kind of territory on their patch and so they work in all kinds of different areas supporting kind of skills, um, economic development, uh, even you know um, getting businesses the right kind of funding and, and hands-on business support that they yeah. need every step of the way really it sounds uh, from the conversation we have with Ruth you know they're working with people from almost pre-start and, yes. and looking to, to see whether actually starting their own business is the right thing to do or not all the way through to you know being kind of growing SMEs that are looking to, to kind of navigate things right now so yeah they do some really interesting work actually and it was uh, yeah, a really exciting conversation with Ruth actually listening to, uh, to some of the stuff they've got going on oh brilliant just before we get to that interview with Ruth as ever there are a couple of quick pieces of housekeeping from us So firstly, don't forget that in addition to this podcast series, you can also find a range of other business support materials over on our website, nenvalley.net forward slash business. And secondly, you would be remiss not to connect with us all over our social media channels as well. Literally, as we speak, you can fire up your phones and find us at at nenvalley on Instagram, at underscore nenvalley on Twitter, and at rivernen on Facebook. And in the meantime, if you've found any of the business support content that we've been sharing lately, please be sure to subscribe to your podcast app of choice and make sure you never miss an episode. Um, Sorry, Ben, do you hear music? I do. Don't worry, though, Karen, that's meant to be there. If the music's playing, it means we're in a quick advert break. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, this year we thought we'd do something a little different though. This year, instead of offering adverts out to people, we thought we'd use these little opportunities to highlight some amazing local charities and projects doing great work across North Ants and the Nen Valley region right now. 
And who are we highlighting this week? Uh, this week we're giving a big shout out to the team at Northampton Hope Centre who have been doing some phenomenal work throughout the area for years, uh, but this year in particular have been working overtime. They always seem to be uh, really busy and active on social media. Yeah, that's right. They do loads of different campaigns and projects to raise funds and awareness for the work that they do, supporting some of the most vulnerable people in our area and battling to keep some of those families fed and supported through even the toughest of times. So where can people find out more or maybe help? That's a great question, Karen, and I'm glad you asked. Uh, You can find them online and donate to all their various fundraisers at northamptonhopecentre.org.uk and you can find them all over social media on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram for starters as well. Just search for Northampton Hope Centre. Hello, Ben. Hey, I was like, I was like, just come out of another meeting. I was like, oh my god, I need to get back in again. Oh, that's quite all right. It all gets a bit ended. much after a while, doesn't it? I don't know about you. Yeah. I've had definite Zoom overload at times this last total few total months. Zoom overload, total. I'm just like, this is crazy. Yeah, it's all a bit much. Are you still working from home at the moment, or are you guys uh, kind of making your way back into the office yeah. a little bit? We've decided that um, October is going to be our time to think about it. And I know that uh, government, central government announced that the public sector should go back first to give more of a um, confidence in the uh, going back to work. Um, But we always planned for October. It was never going to be earlier. Okay. But, you know, the thing is, working from home works for a lot of businesses. You think about how much commuting they were doing. Oh, yeah. All of those different things. No, absolutely. I think there's going to be a lot of people uh, having some interesting conversations over the coming months to see actually how they can benefit from it, you know? Yeah, there was one major accountancy firm, and I can't think of which one off the top of my head, that actually has announced that they are shutting down all their offices globally. Oh, really? And they're all working from home. And that was going to be a massive impact on the commercial property market. And if, if other businesses follow suit, then, you know... The, the London property market is just going to it's going to be decimated if the yeah that's interesting isn't it blimey it made people made every single business in the world reassess their operations yeah yeah it really, it really <laughs> from the small to the large it doesn't matter this is said right we start afresh what what is our business model how do we work what's the best way of going forward for us so, yeah. If, if nothing else from, I mean, I've got quite a disruptive mindset personally. So I, I'm, I'm personally kind of super excited by that kind of outlook, actually. But do, do you kind of go along with that? Are you as, as excited by that prospect as I am that actually there could be some real innovative solutions come out of all of it? Absolutely. There's some amazing, I mean, who would have thought we'd all want shares in Zoom, wouldn't we really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think from what I've read, it seems to have surprised even the people that work at Zoom this year. Yes. I know, I don't, well, nobody was expecting this. I think what's really, I, I mean, I think that um, if, you, if you think about the whole business community as a whole globally, it couldn't carry on the way that it was. There was some kind of reset that would probably need to happen. Do you remember when, you know, there was the Millennium Book that never happened, but that kind of reset, massive recessions reset. Now, we've never had anything quite like COVID that shut everything down. No. And anybody, any business that has really survived through this period and will succeed going forward are those that have gone, this is our opportunity to reassess everything Mm -hmm. and look at this on a more innovative, how can we deliver our services more efficiently, more effectively, what the consumer really wants than rather pushing out what we want. No, absolutely. So there's different businesses out there, you know, the people that go, well, we couldn't go digital. Well, of course you can. You know, 
personal trainers is a very good example of this. There are now online personal training sessions yes. that you can join. So you don't actually have to go to a gym. And therefore, the market for personal training and for gyms, if you put that in, in, in inverted commas, a gym is a place of exercise or how to exercise, is massive. There's exponential growth there. Yeah. For those who don't want to get out and go and be with other people, yeah. you know, you think about the opportunity. There's so much innovation out there. And I think, I think it, is a, it is a good thing. It's a shame for a lot of businesses. So you think about the um, hospitality industry. Sure. But the hospitality industry really it was like a bubble that was about to burst. Okay. The, after the last recession in 20, 2009, and we came out of it 2010-11, the way in which hospitality survived was discount, 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 mass volume, discount, mass volume, discount. <laughs> that was yeah. just how it survived. yeah. And those businesses that operated on that model couldn't get out of that model. And they were the ones that were the first to fall yeah. when COVID came. Because yeah. they have no, they, they just, op there was nothing solid anymore about their businesses, the mass consumer businesses. So yeah, it was fascinating. And I think we've got a lot more innovation to come. People think, you think about the way behavioral changes and societal yeah. changes and, uh, and the way in which every human being does what they thought was natural to them and it was just the way we did things. Everybody's had to think about the way in which they operate. Yeah, absolutely. And from my perspective as well, I've always found there's always a bit of a battle to be had almost of getting, certainly in a B2C environment, of kind of getting users to adopt new ways of doing things, of getting them to try new technology. And actually, sometimes it's a case of we could do X, Y, and Z, but actually is our audience, our user base going to follow that and keep up with that? And I feel like this year almost has forced so many people to get out of their comfort zone and to explore these new technologies that actually there's, there's never really been kind of a better time to yeah. try that kind of pivot. Absolutely. It's brought digital advancement years forward. It's like accelerated the use of digital yeah. teams, uh, online, everything, online, everything. And, and, and the way of delivering workshops online, webinars, you know, all those kind of things. It has, it has brought that forward so many years advanced. I mean, it'd be interesting to see as the years go down whether technology will follow that pace because, of course, this is all the stuff that everybody was kind of working on and had this plan that we will adopt it over a period of time. Yeah. We've all adopted it like that. We've had to. There was no, you know, could you imagine if coronavirus had happened 10 years ago? Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? When you think of the, the impact it would have made on every level, actually. Everything. It would just... Yeah, it'd be crazy because we didn't have the technology. No. And, and it proves that actually innovative companies, technology, and any way of dealing with different things, even, for example, online uh, shopping and delivery. If we hadn't done that, I mean, that innovation is we will come, we will get a van and we will come to your home. Yeah. If that wasn't in place, how would any half the people been able to get their food? You know, it's simple things. It's not just technology. It's, it's the actual logistics. It's supply chain. It's everything. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think right down to a, a societal level, I think we would have all been proper basket cases with the internet and the infrastructure that that has afforded for the last absolutely. six months or so. It's, it's crazy when you think the difference it would have made. Yeah. I mean, I think that this being such a sharp V, they, they think of it as a V recovery, but the, the slope of the recovery of the V is um, undetermined at present. But if you think of the sharp decline, um, as with any recession, not that we'll ever have had such a sharp decline before, there will always be winners and always be losers. Sure. 
So, um, you know, the, the going forward be is if you're innovative, you will probably survive more than if you were, this is our model, we're going to stick to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wonder if that's a kind of an interesting kind of a pivot point possibly to, to perhaps move into some of the stuff that you guys are doing at, at kind of SEMLEP locally at the moment. Um, I'm really um, keen to get you to, to kind of talk to me if that's all right about some of the, the kind of the projects and the schemes that you've got uh, kind of going on at the moment. And I know there's specifically one at the, the travel and tourism sector that we're going to have a chat about as well. But um, greater than the travel and tourism sector. But okay, yeah. cool. Well, that's obviously me being a little reductive. I <laughs> Um, but I wonder perhaps uh, before we, we jump into that too much I mean I'll be honest I, I spent uh, kind of six years working at Northamptonshire Enterprise so I've got a pretty good understanding of, of kind of SEMLEP and the work that they do but I wonder perhaps for anybody that um, perhaps isn't as au fait with, with the work that you guys do day to day I wonder if you could perhaps give us a bit of a kind of a flavour and an introduction as to kind of who SEMLEP are you know the work that you do day to day and perhaps how you specifically fit into that roof as well absolutely that would be a pleasure uh SEMLEP, for anybody that doesn't know is the southeast midlands local enterprise partnership there are 38 local enterprise partnerships throughout england the devolved governments of scotland wales and northern ireland have their own so when we talk about the local enterprise partnerships uh we, we are talking about england okay. uh, the southeast midlands one covers northamptonshire milton Keynes, and bedfordshire Okay. That is what we class as the Southeast Midlands. And every local enterprise partnership in England is here to assist with economic growth of their local regions. It's sure. devolved business support, it's devolved economic impact. So there are three main areas that we look at. One okay. is um, sort of the infrastructure, the place. So we um, assist with schools, some uh, the building of you know some schools, some okay. projects. Um, even the we help with the A421 dueling between the M1 and um, Milton Keynes okay. because everything that if larger infrastructure projects in place as we call it is to help economic growth so that underpins everything as we're here to help economic growth sure. and then the other the, the, the next one is people so skills so we work alongside schools and colleges and university and helping uh, people get the right skills Okay. to help them go into employment not skills just the skills for the, for the sake of it but skills for employment which therefore helps economic growth and presumably so, skills that actually are in line with what your businesses on patch are actually looking absolutely. for workforce yeah absolutely and engaging employers with schools and pupils and universities right. to link the whole thing together sure. because what has always been very key um, and very clear is that the traditional way of learning did not give the skills that uh, employers wanted to have going okay. forward. So it, it, it's bridging that gap. Yeah. And then the third thing is the business support, which is the area that I'm in, okay. which is part of Semlep's Growth Hub. Now, growth is a very interesting one because it was growth, and now it is just pure support because we all realise that as a result of uh, coronavirus, you know, growth is well, for some businesses, it's... A, a nice luxury, but survival yeah. will do for now. Survival and recovery <laughs> is more there. But we are, we are government funded and we are here impartially. Um, so, you know, we, we're not going to prefer any one provider to any other and we do it impartially. Right. So there'll be no private providers that we would push anybody to. Okay. We are here to provide advice, guidance, mentoring, coaching, anything that you want with regards to business support that can help your business survive recover and grow okay so that is the ethos of what we do we are here to support businesses okay we're here to help them from startup 
to the end, maturity, and help them with any challenges or opportunities they have along the way. We are connected to the whole ecosystem of business support. So if there are programs out there, for example, a manufacturing company comes to us and go, actually, I, I want to figure out how to be more uh, environmentally friendly in my production and I think I need a piece of machinery then there are programs out that we can connect them to people that will help them with that okay. um, we can help people with if they want a graduate for example to for a short-term project to help them do say a marketing strategy we can connect with them with universities that can help them with that okay. so we connect people to the whole business support ecosystem as well as as ourselves doing one-to-one -one support Okay. We have, for example, with corona, well, before coronavirus, this was EU exit, um, but then it's coronavirus and, and then we'll go into EU exit, sure. um, a business resilience talk book that our business advisors have. And it's been in connection, with, we've done it in connection with, uh, conjunction with Grant Thornton, okay. the UK Chartered Accountant, yeah. um, that um, it's a talk book that goes through business resilience in the terms of when it was pre COVID, it was more of the uh, operational structure of how you would do import and export tariffs, how you would employ people, what does your supply chain look like, what okay. does your finance look like, are you ready for EU exit? So that was what the, the base of it was. And then we've adapted that now to be um, coronavirus related, because as we've just said earlier, resilience is not just about operational efficiency now. Resilience is about innovation. Resilience is adaptation. Yeah, resilience yeah. is adaptation to survive. What are you going to think diversifying? How are you going to think about your business coming out of COVID and going into EU exit? Yeah. What are the things you're going to think about? And we really would recommend people calling us and talking through that talk with our advisors because that is something that will get them thinking, well, actually, when I've come out of coronavirus and COVID, it's like, what do I, what do I, where am I focused? Where is my focus? Sure. What do I need to concentrate on? And actually, we're going to, 31st of December, we will be ending, you know, transition, EU transition. We've left the EU. There will be no more transition. 31st of December, it's deal or no deal. Sure. None of us can say exactly what's going to happen, but it will be a deal or no deal. And business does need to think about being prepared for that. Yeah. Absolutely needs to be thinking about being prepared for that. So okay. that's really, really important. So we're helping businesses with that. We also connect, as I said, businesses to national programs. There's a new one that's just come out called Peer Networks that the okay. government have launched that we're delivering. Okay. Um, and that is for businesses that have more than five employees, have ambition to grow. Okay. Um, and peer-to-peer -peer networking is something that um, has been proven to be excess of success over Absolutely, many, many yeah. years. Uh, and the government are going, well, that is a really thing that we need to be part of. So there's going to be a number of cohorts. In our region, there's going to be 12 cohorts of around between eight and 11 businesses together. So it's small enough so that um, businesses can interact with each other. They'll be facilitated. Okay. Uh, by a trained facilitator and it will be nine lots of two-hour sessions of talking and understanding and providing action plans and the like and then a half day of one-to-one uh, -one coaching to okay. enable people to generate ideas to think about challenges where are the solutions it's, it's sort of action-based learning okay and are they kind of sector-based are they kind of vertically integrated how are you arranging those kind of clusters and bringing people together are you looking for people to draw on kind of common ground or is it more a case of actually people can perhaps learn more by by collaborating with people perhaps outside of their kind of sphere day to day 
Yeah, what we're very, very conscious of. I mean, the first cohort's likely to start in October. Okay. Um, and we're asking for expressions of interest um, through peernetworks.co.uk uh, for anybody. But we are working on um, how we put those groups together. So when we have the numbers, we'll be able to allocate, whether it be regional, so Northampton, Milton Keynes, yeah. um, Bedfordshire. But also, you know, we don't want people discussing in, you know, uh, same sector because they'll give away their trade secrets. Nobody wants to be discussing their ins and outs and their challenges with their competitors, really. Sure. So it will probably be a mix of the same challenges versus the same sectors. Okay. Uh, all the final details for that are yet to be decided, but it is a really, really good program. It's fully funded. I mean, there's no grant funding at the end of it, but it's fully funded. So it's like having the board you never had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that and that's two two-hour sessions, you say, and then a half. Nine, day. no, nine two-hour. Oh, really, session. really, kind of a a fairly small outlay of, of time and stuff as well for businesses that are. Well, in, it's you know. nine two-hour sessions. It's eighteen hours. Sorry, nine two hours. I'm nine right. two-hour sessions is between now and March, okay. and uh, a one-to-one. So you know there will be some commitment to time, sure. but because you're going to be bouncing ideas and challenges off other businesses, it's really worth it, and I would oh, recommend anybody doing it. And that's peernetwork.co.uk. Peernetworks.co.uk. So that, that's that one. We also have, we do have a growth program okay. <laughs> that's going on as well um, called Growth Curve. So for any uh, businesses who have more than um, two employees, roughly around 200,000 um, turnover, mm -hmm. even if they had 200,000 turnover before COVID and they've dropped slightly, but they are going to grow back up again. Sure. And definitely get in contact with us. We have a program that um, provides masterclasses on leadership and marketing and okay and HR and those kind of things. Um, and there is some possibility of some grant funding at the end of it. Okay, that's interesting. And that's, that's for growth. Pardon? Where can people find out more information? If you about go onto semlepgrowthhub.com, okay. all the information about all the programs is all on there. Okay, nice. And you um, you mentioned there was specifically a project uh, wider in scope, you mentioned, than uh, than just the travel and tourism sector. I wonder if it's uh, if you can have a chat with us through that uh, opportunity. This, this is a very highlighted, what the government's called the 20 million grant scheme. But it, <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone's very excited. You've got a lot to live up to here, Ruth. I know, I know. <laughs> they put 20 million. Now, I'm brutally honest, 20 million was for the whole of England. So the 38 okay. laps that I mentioned, 20 million to go for all of them. Right. Um, a certain element of that was for grant uh, for tourism and hospitality industry. Okay. And then there is a certain element that is left for uh, SMEs, all okay. SMEs. Now, in our region, it's only going to be about 200 businesses that grants available. So only 200 businesses will be successful in gaining okay. a grant for that. Some of them will be in the hospitality and tourism industry, and some of them will be general ones. Okay. The grants are available for professional services. So, for example, if you want to do a new CRM system, or you want to have a digital strategy and you're using an accountant for that, or you want to do HR, you want to do a marketing strategy, it is for that. It's not for training. Okay. It's not for coaching. It's for specific so, and, and there's some sort of small uh, capital expenditure. So if there's a, a piece of equipment, not like a laptop or anything, that yeah. you, you would need to help your business recover from COVID, then, you know, there might be available um, for that. But it really is there, the businesses that have suffered during the coronavirus pandemic, to help them recover and grow. Okay. 
So as we were saying about uh, businesses that are being innovative and yeah. trying to change. So if people, if businesses have realized that they need um, a digital strategy because they haven't got one and they don't know how to put their business online or they don't know how to grow that, then that's the kind of thing these grants are for. Sure. Well, I suppose there'll be a lot of people that have never really kind of had to, to think about it. You know, it's always, as you said earlier, it's just the way things have been. This is how we do business. Absolutely. But as I said, there are only 200. Okay. And another key aspect of this is that you have to pay out the money first and then claim it back. So if you are successful in getting the grant, okay. you then have to find your own money somehow. Um, you know, whether it be you've got cash flow or whether, you know, we don't necessarily advocate loan but you know, if you need to borrow those kind of things, but you sure. will, if you are successful, you have to pay it out and you have to prove the purchase okay. before you get the money. Okay. But it's not quite as simple as we're giving out grants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's always a process to these things, aren't there? Yeah. Otherwise, uh, any any want to be in and, and abusing it all over the place. So, yeah. I think, I think <laughs> Absolutely. Some kind of a process. I think everyone will be yeah. reassured by that. I think. Yeah, all the details are on semlepgrowthhub.com. And if you click on the top on our landing page, it says about the COVID-19 recovery grant. Okay. So they are there and there is a big page of frequently asked questions, eligibility. It also says about the 200 that we've only got and then that you have to pay out before you come back, uh, before you can claim back. Okay. Also tells you eligible sectors. There are some sectors that aren't eligible. There are some things that isn't eligible for. So there are some terms and conditions with regarding these grants. So we don't want to uh, say, you know, they're open to everybody. I would definitely get anybody listening to this to um, look at semlepgrowthhub.com and click on the landing page where it says grants. Okay. The application is live on the 14th of September. Okay. And bearing in mind we only have 200, it'll go live on the 14th of September. If you are 201, you know, somebody we'll would have been eligible. First come, first served kind of first come, process. First it's in the case of you'll, you'll assess all of the applications at a certain point now. No, the, the first 200 that come in that are eligible will get it. Okay. And, they're, and they can do it. If, for example, the first... Well, say two or three of the first 200 aren't eligible then we would then go down the line yeah. but we will be saying that as soon as we've got 200 applicants we're closing it you can still apply but you are very unlikely to get it you're going the queue then yeah and and, and that's being brutally honest about yeah, no, absolutely i know that there are different um local enterprise partnerships in the region that have gone out and they've been so oversubscribed you know the website's crashed um, but we've been brutally honest. There are only 200. We just want to make people aware. However, what we are saying, if you are unsuccessful, please contact us anyway, either by the phone number or by um, email or on our website, because we can, you know, if there's no grants available, that there's other programs, like I've said, like the peer yeah. networks, our resilience talk book, one-to-one um, -one advice from our business advisors, seeing if there's any other programs out there. You know, please don't go away if you've been unsuccessful. Please call us, talk to us, email us. You know, if you've been unsuccessful, there may be ways in which we can just help, even if it's not with a grant funding, if there's no financial funding, you know, maybe some form of business support to give you some ideas or anything may be helpful. We don't want you to disappear. We don't want businesses to go, I didn't get a grant, there's nothing available for me. You know, we are here. It's not always grant funding that is the key. 
we all love grant funding. We, we oh, it's great, it. isn't it? But I suppose you almost need that. There's almost a, a, a more of a long-term benefit, I suppose, to empower and equipping people to Absolutely. actually go and, and increase their sales or, you know, generate extra new business themselves, you know, as would actually, I suppose it's that teach a man to fish thing almost, you know. Um, yeah, I suppose there's almost uh, just as much benefit potentially to come from things like that and, and the peer networking and stuff that could yeah. open up new business down the line as well. Absolutely, because as I said earlier, we're here for the journey. We're not here for just grant funding. We are here to help businesses start, grow, mature, even for the exit as well, yeah. you know, to have those strategies. And we're here to either have a long-term account management um, sort of um, relationship with businesses, or we're here to dip in and out. Yeah. Or if they've just got one single challenge that they go, that's fine, you've answered that, you know, off we go. We are here for as many interactions with business as they would wish us to be. Sure. Okay. And tell me, with, with one eye on, obviously, you know, that, that kind of support that you guys are going to be um, kind of providing moving forward, um, what do you think the biggest issues um, people are going to be dealing with over the next kind of six months or so are going to be? Do you think it's likely to be more uh, kind of practicality, you know, access impacting things like travel and tourism and stuff? Or do you think it's, it's potentially more a case of, you know, wider economic circumstances are just going to affect everybody? What, what do you foresee as being the big challenge? over the next six months for your businesses there are there are two things one is the recovery from coronavirus we're still not 100% sure how everything's going to recover sure. the eat out to help out scheme that the uh, central government launched was such a success and that I mean and we haven't had the figures for uh, England but in okay. Scotland alone 6.3 million meals wow okay in a month I mean, for the, when you think about the uh, population of Scotland, yeah, that is massive. Yeah, massive. Um, and I know that it was millions and millions and millions. It's probably four or five times that in England. Oh. So that was a lot of money that went into the economy. But that was one month. Yeah. Will society still go back out when it's full price? Yeah. We you know, don't know yet. So there will still be the impact of coronavirus. The furlough scheme that's finishing in October yeah so businesses will then need to decide am i returning my employees to work do i have capacity to return them to work do i have the sales do i have the clients or what am i going to do with those employees and if if the decision is that they don't need that employee and there will be some casualties is what you know what's happening to those employees will yeah. they start up their own businesses will they try and find is it so i think that the impact of coronavirus is it's going to be with us for quite a while Sure. Next, six, next six months most definitely oh absolutely yeah uh, as the as the government support for coronavirus financial support for coronavirus stops and businesses then are really going to be back on their own two feet so we haven't seen the true impact of that yet sure. also eu exit that will yeah that is so going to be one of the biggest we've forgotten things. about it a little bit hasn't yeah. it i think understandably but yeah, yeah. It's not going to go away. We, no. we cannot think it's going to go away. Um, as Boris Johnson has said, you know, we left on the 31st of Jan and yeah. we, the transition period, sorry, 31st of December, transition period finishes on the 31st of December 2020 yeah. when we will finally, fully, totally deal or no deal leave the EU. We all as businesses and as society need to be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, and as the next six, well, the next three or four months, they're going to come on and um, there will be lots more information, so much more information coming out with regards to tariffs, 
logistics, supply chain, travel, passports, sure. everything through import, export, um, services overseas, all sorts of different things that we were looking at. Okay. Again, brushed under the carpet for um, coronavirus. Really important that businesses do not forget that, you know, that will be a massive impact on the economy, that it always is going to be. Yeah. Are you finding it a challenge to kind of get people to, to think about that and, and focus on that at the moment? I suppose it's, uh, it's, it's kind of understandable for people to be uh, kind of distracted and focusing on the here and now, you know, people's health and well-being, the short-term kind of survival of things. And I suppose kind of a linked question to that is, is are you finding that a challenge as a LEP to be able to accurately kind of focus and put your time and resources into preparing everything you need to do as a LEP to support businesses through that transition when there are all these other kind of perhaps more pressing needs that businesses are coming to you with at the moment? It's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. There's so much at the moment. Um, as I, but I said earlier, our business resilience toolkit was created earlier this year for okay. um, EU exit. We've adapted that for coronavirus and it will come back into the fall, adapted for uh, EU exit. Businesses at this present moment of time, they are so concentrating on that 20 million grant funding. That's, that's the biggest thing. That's the most inquiries we're getting through at this present moment in time. Yeah. Okay. And I think that um, the here and now and the recovery from coronavirus is the thing that really businesses are concentrating upon because there's still so much funding out there from the government. Furlough is still ongoing. Yeah. Grant schemes, we've just finished the eat out to help out. And I think that when all that settles and then businesses realise that EU exit is the next big thing, we will find a jump in the people that in the businesses that want to talk about EU exit. We will be here to talk about EU exit the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I would recommend for anybody, uh, any business that's listening is sign up to our newsletter on the assemblegrowthhub.com website is to sign up to our newsletter. Okay. Everything with regards to grants, programs, or any updates with regards to EU exit will go through that website, the website and our newsletter. It definitely is the place to go for keeping up to date or you know and if you've got any specific questions just contact us nice well i wonder if that's probably uh, quite a good opportunity to uh, to plug all of the the various website addresses phone numbers social media handles all that kind of stuff perhaps all in one place obviously we'll link from the show notes that go out kind of in the in the podcast as well but um yeah i just wonder if you wanted to to kind of shout out all your various kind of links and calls to action for people no, absolutely that's brilliant so the um main website is uh that is where the whole information about the covid19 grants are there there'll be information about the peer networks that i've mentioned about our talk book and you can actually book it online a um time with a business advisor there about the growth curve about from the growth so everything is on there we've got resource hubs on there as well so that is the the go-to one okay our um, email address is growthhub at semlep.com okay uh, anybody can email us through that and our telephone number is 0300 012335 so that one is also there so if you don't get an answer on that one because as you can imagine for the last Six months, we have been horrendously busy. Uh, sure. Horrendously busy. Um, emailing us is probably is a, is a good way of getting, you know, if you can't get through on the phone, just email us at growthhub.semlet.com. Okay. 
Um, and, and that is definitely the, uh, the way I would recommend doing if you don't get through to us on the phone. If anybody wants to contact me directly, um, my email address is ruth.cousins, spelled C-O-Z-E-N-S, at semlet.com. I manage the team of business advisors and the gateway okay. service for the growth hub. Okay. Uh, so I have an overview of everything that's going on, but I can also, you know, I can pass inquiries on or I, I also have the knowledge of what's going on out there. You're the person in the know. That's dangerous, you know. It's very dangerous. So I'll tell you, yeah, you'll be uh, spiked with uh, probably That's tens of people in the back of that now. We try and help as many as possible. I used to have my own business. I was in banking for many years and I had okay. my own business, which was um, a restaurant. I went straight from banking to owning okay. a restaurant, which is completely different. It's quite an interesting it's change of pace. Very much so. I was fed up with banking uh, at that time. Sure. Uh, but I learned so much about business. I also have a, um, uh, an MA, um, an MBA in, in business. So okay. I've got a, I've got uh, nine years in the hospitality industry. So I have a lot of private sector experience, and I've been in this role uh, for a couple of years now. So it's giving something back. So anybody that wants to contact me, I've been there. I understand about VAT and payroll and sure. all the all the challenges of running a business, but also the larger businesses as well. The larger SMEs from my banking days. I used to look after those businesses as well. Yeah, uniquely qualified then for anything that uh, that comes in, Ruth. Yeah, it is. It's unusual. I always, you know, when you're younger, you don't know where your career is going to go. But I can see it has all culminated into me helping businesses now. Oh, well, that's awesome. And long may it continue. It sounds like there is, uh, yeah, plenty to be uh, helping and supporting with over the uh, the coming weeks, months. Well, listen, that, Ruth, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you uh, again very much for your uh, your time Pleasure. this morning. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, to hopefully catching up with you again real soon. Yeah, no, that's brilliant, man. If you never need me, just give a shout. That's wonderful. Thanks so much. Have a great morning over there in the meantime. Take care. Bye. Bye then. That's our show for this week. A big thank you for taking the time to stop by. We really hope you guys found it useful. Be sure to visit the Semlet website to find out everything about what they're up to and specifically around this new funding opportunity and whether you might be eligible for the scheme. So in the meantime, don't forget you can find out more on all of the business support materials and resources available uh, to our friends and businesses all over the Nen Valley on our dedicated mini-site. In the meantime, don't forget you can find out more about all of the business support material and resources available to our friends and businesses all over the Nen Valley on our dedicated mini-site. So head over to browse our at info at forward slash business. And as well as all of that, you can connect with us all over social media as well. Look for us at at underscore Nen Valley on Twitter, at Nen Valley on Instagram and River Nen on Facebook. So for now though, take care um, wherever you are listening to us. Stay safe and we look forward to joining you back here next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.